Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bedrock City Presents Uncanny Universe Podcast. And on this week's episode, we are going to be talking about the thing that finally happened, the Snyder Cut. What? And, we did it. And some other stuff, too. But uh, I know that's, uh, that's what uh, so everybody wants to talk about this week. So we're going to go ahead and get this thing going. What's going on, y'all? It's Ron. This is Dylan. And I'm Michael. Um, so, yes, uh, the Snyder Cut finally happened. Uh, it's released. We, we Can all you believe you gave that intro? No. I, you know, <laughs> no, I didn't. You, you know, we talked about this. I'll, I'll talk about it later, but um, we talked about this years ago whenever we reviewed the theatrical version of whether or not we would ever see this. But anyway, uh, before we go further into the Snyder Cut uh, or Falcon and the Winter Soldier, uh, we want to make sure that we always remember our pickle of the week, and I am picking... Hollow Heart number one. Okay, just going to leave us out. I see it. Yeah, Hollow Heart is a uh, great book from Vault Comics uh, about a robot love story. It's real good. Uh, I don't know if you all have read it yet, but I like it quite a bit. I have not. I need to. It's good. I I like a good robot love story. Same. Um, (laughs) My pick on this is uh, Teen Titans Academy number one. Oh. Uh, Coming off of uh, Teen Titans Future State. Uh, it is the beginning of that story, how it how it ends up there in the future state. So, I'm I mean, technically, uh, but it, it has a lot of uh, Teen Titans uh, vibes from the cartoon. So, I'm excited. You already know That's the vibes. Cool. You know um, I am picking a Marvel book. It is. They have uh, purchased this intellectual property, and now this is the first comic for it, for Alien. It's uh, called Alien Ooh. 1, not Alien. So keep going to say Aliens, but Alien number one. It's okay. written by Philip Kennedy Johnson. They did a signing at a couple of our stories a couple of years ago. A couple of years ago? I don't yeah. know. Sometime. I drove him back to his hotel, and we got stuck in traffic. Yeah, he's a cool guy. Yeah, he was nice. And then um, Salvador Lorca is doing the art. I don't know where it takes place or what's happening, but there's Xenomorphs and... There's big aliens. That's the T. Yeah, I'm excited to read it. We so also got some not cool... a big like alien historian. Not no no. Oh, Prometheus see. yes, Alien no. David Covenant yes, yes of course. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, this is the part of the show where we'd like to remind everyone to please head over to iTunes and leave us a five star review. It really helps us out, and it helps new people to find the show. It will also help us achieve our 2021 goal of getting Rotten Tomatoes verified. Once we hit 200 reviews, we will start affecting the rankings of the films that we review. So do us a favor and go do it. Um, let's talk about our upcoming events. Uh, thank you, everybody, for coming to Keyforge last week. Uh, we got it again this week uh, on the 26th, uh, Friday uh, at 7 p.m. Um, that's held on our Discord server twice a month. Uh, you can join our Discord server by scanning a QR code in your uh, local Bedrock or by going to our Twitter bio, uh, clicking, on, clicking on the link over there. That's a BRC Uncanny on Twitter. Um, and then I can announce next month, April 24th, is going to be our uh, Red Slod paint night. That's going to be an official paint night where we uh, paint. Uh, we all paint the same miniature, and we all uh, have the same paints, and we're following the same instructions. Uh, should be really fun. Some of those results are pretty wild, and uh, we do have some of the past month's uh, on display in the Sugarland location. Uh, if you want to come check those out, 
Uh, and that is also held virtually for the time being. Um, but you'll be able to come in soon and get those kits for that. Um, Keyforge dates for next month are the 16th and the 23rd. And I'll talk more about those as, as those get closer. Nice. Word. I have a, I don't know if you guys knew this, a Facebook live sale tonight. <gasps> I mean, I heard y'all um, didn't have one last week. Uh, we did have one. We had a quarter of one. <laughs> um, oh, for real? Yeah, for the first time uh, in nearly 50 streams, it um, the internet went down and it did not come back. Oh, man. Oh, um, no. Yeah, normally it goes down for a little bit, it pauses, and then we're back up and running, you know, if something happens. But this time that upload speed was like at 0. 0.08 megabits per second, and it just would not go I'll back gotta, up. I've got to upgrade to that T1 line. We need some fiber up in here. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, Comcast is coming out tomorrow. Hopefully they can do something. The internet is... This is boring. The internet's <laughs> fast, but very unreliable if you guys... You know, if anyone's ever connected to Wi-Fi at the Galleria area store, it's not good. But um, no, it's we're not. trying. I'm doing my best. But uh, that means we had a ton of leftover comics. And this episode tonight is like super stacked, double stuff, super sized. Uh, yeah, triple. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But like on the real, like not only is it like the books from last week, but we got like a huge, like a big collection and lots of good ones this week. You nice. know, lots of key Word. issues. Some first appearances. Um, White Vision, Red Guardian, Carnage, Black Ooh. Knight, Last Ronin One, uh, bunch of C- a big CGC club. Do y'all have the ton of it? Hawkman Four? <laughs> no, not know. not this time. <laughs> we do have some topical ones. We have a big CGC collection with like Golden Age Batman, Silver Age Spider Man, stuff like that. First Taskmaster, first Hellcat, Photon. Um, we got the first Hobgoblin, first Beta Ray Ooh. Bill. Ooh. And then we have that this one that's been jumping up like crazy lately. So now's the time to get it is Captain America three twenty three or whatever. First um, U.S. Agent and Joaquin Torres, which are both in the Falcon Winter Soldier episode one. We got three of those. So Ooh, a lot to look forward to this week. We got a bunch of signed comics too. It's it's a good week. Man, that sounds like a jam packed week. It is. We're gonna have to. It's not gonna be a longer episode, so we're just gonna have to like go really fast with the through with the claims. Kevin, gotta, no no chit chat. Just gotta be uh, <laughs> no, no stories, no right. stories, or no stories. But anyway, um, let's get into the topic at hand. We've got two things to talk about. We're actually skipping the news this week. <gasps> yes, what? Right. Well, I mean, the watch list is gonna be supersized today. Uh, we're talking about uh, Falcon Winter Soldier episode one, and. Zack Snyder presents the Justice League, the Snyder Cut, uh, in color. Um, in living color? In living color, yes. Word, word, um, word. So, spoilers, full spoilers for Snyder Cut and for previous uh, Justice League theatrical. Although, I don't know if that's, anybody cares about one or the other. But, um, so, full spoiler warning, uh, you have been warned. Okay, so... It happened. We did it. We did it. We did it, Joe. So y'all okay. did it, boys. I, I don't think we need to do the normal. What were our expectations that we, that we do before we review a movie? Because I think most people knew our expectations we, already. We we've been talking about this for a long time. A high couple months. Too uh, long. Didn't read. We weren't years. looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. T- TLDR. Uh, we were not about that life. Although I was quite excited to hate watch it. 
I was actually looking forward to it. I know you were, yeah. At um, least you were excited about the movie. Uh, although I, <laughs> I don't think Zack Snyder would appreciate what my what my excitement was about, but you know. Um, anyway, um, so <laughs> this movie obviously has quite the storied um, history. Uh, theatrical version of Justice League came out a few years ago. Uh, Zack Snyder had to leave and was also asked to leave. Um, although stories are kind of conflicting there. Um, although I believe it is uh, Warner Brothers saw a working cut of the movie and well he had he, he had, had a personal leave. tragedy I know yeah and then they just didn't have they, it back and then they reshot the movie because they didn't like what he did before he left right yeah. rather than wait and have him come back and fix it or mm-hmm. so yeah uh, he had some uh, personal tragedy happen and had to leave and rather than have him back they got Joss Whedon in uh, to come in and fix it, which we all know how that went. Uh, yep. That movie was really bad. Um, and for posterity's sake, I went back and checked the tape of our old previous review, um, which all which the three of us plus Hyde uh, was on. It was back, way back on episode 88. 88? Uh, this is episode um, 261, I believe, today. Um, so... A ways back. Uh, to give you an idea, uh, Ron gave that one a five. Dylan gave it a four five. Garbage. I gave it a four, and Hyde gave it a six five restored, which I think is kind of funny because that kind of makes sense. It is a restored cut of the movie. Uh, some amateur restoration, if you want to get a little technical. <laughs> um, but anyway, my so, scoring is way too high. Yeah. <laughs> Looking back on it, mine's high too. Um, but anyway, so Justice League came out and Dylan you watched it the first day right the morning of uh, I watched it Thursday when I got home from work okay I watched it Friday um, I watched it yesterday so, so yeah you watched it Sunday with the boys from wash right with the boys from the heights it's fantastic good times yeah um so um if you haven't for some reason heard anything about the Snyder Cut here it adds two hours to the runtime um trims two-thirds of the sides of the movie off. Um, it's, uh, the aspect ratio three. Is, now, is now in 4.3. The standard... Um, I mean, I know they say it's the IMAX format, but it also just looks like an old VHS in terms of uh, framing. They copied and, WandaVision. <laughs> yeah. They, they copied the first episode of WandaVision. Yes. Um, you know, okay, so I don't want to immediately... Yes, I do. Okay. Um, I've seen a lot of people... Um, and I've talked to several people in the store defending the the aspect ratio and talking about Snyder's vision and blah 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 blah. And I wholeheartedly disagree. I think the aspect ratio in this movie is distracting and serves no real purpose, especially since it's released at home. So the IMAX format does nothing for me on my television, um, other than remind me that there's a lot that I am not seeing. Right. Um, yeah. Because that was the big flaw with, um, you know, when they were releasing full screen and widescreen DVDs. It's like, why would anybody knowingly buy the full screen when it's just the sides are chopped off? And I understand if it's the the intention is it was filmed that way, but there was a lot of footage that wasn't filmed that way that they just trimmed off. You know, like the opening of this movie is BVS, right? It's the scene from BVS, and uh, it's just the sides cut off. I think it's kind of whack. Did the so did the aspect ratio 
mess with y'all at all? I feel like it was just different for the sake of being different, you know, like why? Right. Absolutely. Um, are, there's no, I guess I could see where people com- are coming from that we're not like technically missing out because most movies have the bars on top and bottom. So I guess you could make that argument that it's just, it we don't like it because it's different. But I get that. I guess there's no there's no reason for it in my opinion. Yeah, um, like it doesn't it enhance the movie at all. Well, it wasn't okay. So IMAX home releases are a thing, and what happens is their um, IMAX movies are filmed in four three with a with an IMAX specific camera. It's right. not just a different aspect ratio. It's like a specific camera, and then. In the IMAX theater, that's how the screens are sized, you know, in 4.3, so you can you have the big immersive experience. But then when they release it at home, it's um, they trim some of the top and bottom off of the IMAX so that it takes up the whole screen. There's no bars on top. On There's no bars anywhere at home. So right. you're getting as much as you can at home, um, you know, without, you know, compromising your, you know, the, the, the aspect ratio. But... I could see an argument for releasing it like this at home if it was filmed this way, you know, because right. you are technically you are trimming it, um, but it wasn't. So also yeah. when you're filming in IMAX, you're supposed to film with the, in, with the knowledge that it's going to be trimmed for almost all screens. So things on top and bottom are supposed to not be important. It's just like more environment basically, you know, right. Because like 99% of the screens that you're, what you're is going to be viewed on is not IMAX. So you, you, you film knowing that, you know, but that, that none of that applies here. So I don't know why it happened. I think yeah. that uh, he wanted to save on CGI and got a 33% discount with, um, <laughs> with cutting it, cutting it up. I don't know. No, I yeah, think I he mean, genuinely like... believes his own press, you know what I mean? Uh, and thinks that he, Zach, he being Zack Snyder, that he um, uh, is really this visionary director, you know, and thinks that, you know, his ideas are all great. And, you know, he wants to be different. And this is definitely different. It's so different that when you launch the Snyder Cut on HBO Max, um, there's a little warning from HBO telling you that it, this movie is presented in 4.3 four to preserve Zack Snyder's creative vision. Um, so I was kind His of vision old. is cropping it. Let's let's yeah. be let's be real. I mean, he wasn't like movie snobs will tell you filming in IMAX is a is like a is a whole thing. Like no, um, like almost no movies are filmed entirely in IMAX because it's like a huge rig. The camera right. you can't get it in certain spaces, and it's really hard to work with. And uh, it but, just kind of feels like he cheated a little bit. Like he just cropped it and said it was IMAX. Right. And said it was IMAX. You. That's not how it works. But have you seen the photos of Zack Snyder, you know, holding the IMAX camera like it's like he's working out like he's like a gym bro? Like <laughs> it's it's so embarrassing. Anyway, um so he's really into the IMAX thing. He wants to be he really wants to be a top-tier director so badly. Um, mm-hmm. And he arguably is not I wouldn't say quality wise, but Oh no, no, he's the, de- I mean, okay, if we're talking about in in conversation, he's definitely up there. Yeah, um, he's an A-lister. He is an A-lister for sure. Oh, yeah, he's an A-lister for sure. But I mean See, my problem is that it, he's not good. He's not good. No, he's not. At at some things. He's good at some things. He is absolutely he good, is at, good some at some things. things. Yeah. Um and he even has good stylistic choices 
sometimes you know like um he has good and he has good um some good you know i you know i'm sorry i don't even know what i'm saying good like a vision of how things should look or laid out or action sequences or he has good you know ideas but he's just he needs people to rein him in i think i think um the reason that dawn of the dead his first movie works so well is that it was his first theatrical movie so he did not have entire control of how that thing went you know um you could say the same for 300 which absolutely i think was his his most like groundbreaking movie you know yes. that's mm-hmm. like that's what put him on the map i think and that's like where his stylistic you know like signature slow-mo style like was birthed you know and it, it was groundbreaking i mean like the visuals were really striking like, impressive yeah mm-hmm. um but i i think of it as like he's gotten to the point where like if you've ever like made anything or like done any kind of art sometimes like you're making something and you could just keep working on it and working on it and working on it and like never stop and then it looks bad you know like right. you need to know when to stop it's like george Reynolds. Yeah. yeah i don't think i don't i think he just like keeps going and going and going like more slow-mo less color like just taking it too far to the point where it's not something that I enjoy anymore, you know? Agreed. Um, Speaking of colors, um, I, I thought this movie looked, I understand it's supposed to be drab and dreary, but I thought it looked really bad um, visually. I thought it was, it, it, there was the, there was so, it was so desaturated that like it was boring to look at, you know what I mean? Like it was, everything looked the same. Um, mm-hmm. You can see why Joss Whedon felt the need to reshoot s- scenes that Snyder had already shot, but with more light. Um, now, yeah, obviously, I wasn't Joss a fan Whedon's of the colors either. Joss Whedon is a problem, and he's not great, you know. But you know, he definitely saw the problems with Snyder's movie and tried to fix them. Did he do a good job? No, but um, he saw the problems, you know. Um, but so I was sort of live tweeting to myself in a Google document uh, while I was watching mm-hmm. this movie. And my first note after quoting the, the warning about the aspect ratio is I can't even tell what's happening in this first scene. The one from BVS it's too dark and it's 95% CG. It's just Superman shouting. Um, and it's just like that, that just carried on throughout the whole movie. Like things are well, so dark. Yeah. Um, as far as not knowing what's going on, I think it like also relied too heavily on you knowing the other movies, you know, like right. a little, right. like almost to the point of being a little pretentious, like, oh, you remember BBS. This is when Superman gets killed, you know? Right. Like where someone just watching it may be like, what, why is Superman screaming? No explanation. You of know? course. And as paired with how dark it is, I think it's just like a very confusing journey. <laughs> right. Um, and the CGI uh, was mostly not good in this film. Yeah, um, it wasn't good in the first place. So, like, and to be fair, this is a lot of this is old CGI from, you know, when it was filmed in whatever year this was filmed in twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen year. Um, but... I would say that, in my opinion, that it ranges from very oh. good to terrible. Like, and then it averages out to not good. I, but like I there are sure. parts where I was like, "Oh, this looks really good," and then there are parts where I was like, "Oh my god, like that's terrible." So, like, yeah. particularly the thing, the part with Steppenwolf. Well, let's get into some of the big changes in this movie. So, um, 
there's a lot of changes uh, from the theatrical version. And since we've already reviewed the, the, the theatrical, we don't need to go beat by beat and tell you what happened in the story. So we're just going to talk about the, the, the big changes. Um, and one of them is Steppenwolf has a lot more to do in this movie. And I think that is a bit of an improvement, actually. Um, that is one of the positives I will say is that Steppenwolf has more to do and he has more of a story. Not, it's not great. It's not really interesting, but it's, there's more there. But of course, the movie is four hours, so there better be more. Um, huh. But um, in he the looked better. He did. He did in some scenes. Um, in some scenes, some scenes, I kind of thought he looked like a PS4 game. But um, he did look like a PS. No, I a said PS3 better. Game. I said better. He looked PS2 in Justice League and went to PS3, right. PS4 for this one. In he this didn't one, look he, great. no. In this one, he looked like a PS2 game that had been remastered. <laughs> um, so. In one of the opening scenes, uh, Superman's dying in BBS, and he does this Kamehameha death rattle, where like he shouts, and it goes wave across the world. Uh, the world, I, the scream heard across the world. Yeah, apparently. Fantastic. Um, and then you know that wakes up the mother box, and that triggers the fight with uh, the Amazons and Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf shows up, and they have this big fight that ranges from really interesting shot choices to really bad shot choices. And just the direction is really all over the place. This scene was so long, dude. It's so well, everything is. It's four hours. Like, um, I'll talk about my least favorite scene later. But um, this this fight scene is really long, and there's 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 weird like, I don't know if you all caught it, but like, there's like a weird panning shot where things are happening where. In the background, uh, Steppenwolf is getting swarmed by a bunch of Amazons, and we're supposed to be focusing on this one Amazon who's doing nothing. Like it's all like off-screen misdirection. It's weird. It's just, it's bad. Then they break out, and that is when I really start to notice how terrible the CG is. Is when you see the temple thing just start to crumble and collapse, and that looks like straight-up video game. And well, that's new like, in this version too. Yeah, it is. Because in the mm. in the Justice League one, he just breaks out of the building, but in this one, like he had to be sure to show us that they all all the Amazons died. You know, it's just like, right. Okay. Oh god. No. <laughs> and and that whole thing was in very bad green screen, like the the sky, yeah, oh, and the man. field that they were like, in. They could, it was like I think you said it in the in our group chat. Like they couldn't find a field. You know. Yeah, so I, they, I don't understand. I think it. You know how like everything was green screen in 300, but it was so stylized that it like worked in Sin City and stuff like exactly. that. Like it was almost that, but also like trying to be realistic, so it's just distractingly bad. I don't know. I didn't like it. Not a fan. No, me neither. Um, but so at that point, I wasn't actively just like completely hating the movie, but I was actively surprised at how bad it looked after they sunk 70 million more dollars in this, you know, hot mess of garbage. Um, spoilers for my opinions. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, so that that scene was just uh, a big addition to the movie. Um, and what? Yeah, just a whole Steppenwolf's whole arc, and then the addition of Darkseid. Um, what do y'all think about the addition of Darkseid to the movie? Because before in theatrical, right, he was just like you sort of assume that Steppenwolf is um working with Darkseid. Yeah, he mentions him, I think, by name or something. Or Did he? Inside him or something. Yeah, in Justice League, but he's not shown. Um, I don't know. 
I, I guess it a- added it gave Steppenwolf like slightly more development. Like it took him from a zero to a two out of ten right. in terms of character development. It didn't really like wasn't necessary to me. I'm o- I'm almost okay with him just being a nothing, just a know, drone. Drone, um, yeah. I mean, that's what cool. he is. Parademon. But Darkseid like wasn't a character, and no, he wasn't at all. Midway through the movie, they established this whole anti-life thing, Equation, where yeah. he, <laughs> yeah, it's not mentioned at all until like maybe two hours in, and then and, it's and like, when oh, Diana, yeah, Earth, I have a I have a note about that where it's like Wonder Woman that just has like a two minute exposition scene where she explains the plot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the scene looked pretty cool, I guess, the, sure, that she but... was talking over, where the gods and like all the different factions... Like, I like the idea of that, in theory. Sure. But it felt like the beginning um, of a new movie, you know? Um, yeah. It's like the beginning of Black Panther, where they explain Wakanda and all the stuff. Um, but, you know... I don't man. think... I don't get the point of telling the story in, like, a non-linear format, because, like... They're peeling back layers on what the cubes are and what's happening with them, you know? And it's not, like, interesting to find out, you know? They could have just done this at the beginning of the movie. This would have been, like, maybe a good prologue, um, like this battle, you know? Yeah. Like, establish what the cubes are and what happened to them and where they are and then, like, tell it in a linear way. Because it's not, I don't know, it's not interesting enough to be like, oh, I wonder where that cube is, you know? Like, throughout the movie, it's like, I don't, they buried it, the humans. Like, it's not interesting, you know? Right. I thought I did think that was funny. Like they, it was that montage of how elaborate the um, cube like protections were. Like the Atlanteans right. had like this big squid around it, and then like the Amazons like shot it with a laser and sealed it, and then the humans like buried it in a hole. Just buried it. <laughs> a two foot hole. I um, mean, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Um, another big change is uh, they changed something about the parademons. Um, so in the, in the theatrical, there's like a a scene where Batman is like dangling this thug off of a roof or whatever, because his fear is going to bring in the parademons because they are attracted. Oh, I forgot about that dude. Right. That whole Uh, scene was Joss, I guess. Yes. Because what did Snyder say that he wouldn't use a scene or he wouldn't use one second of footage that he didn't shoot. Um, so yeah, if we didn't see that, that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that scene in the theatrical was to establish that uh, the parademons were attracted by fear, um, and he was using Batman was using this thug as bait to attract them, so he could try to capture it and understand it. Uh, and that fear like subplot was all throughout the whole movie, um, because Steppenwolf gets beat in the theatrical version because he is afraid of the Justice League after Superman comes back. Um, and the parademons swarm on him. Uh, but in this, nah, they're just like evil minions. They have There's no something to kill. Right, they're just the horde. Um, so I thought like they got a definite definite downgrade. I don't know how you get a story downgrade in a four hour movie. I really <laughs> blows my mind. They did uh, kind of establish the fear thing at the beginning with the Amazons, and they were like, he was like, they feed on fear, and then the Amazons were like. Show him, show them our fear, or something like that. I don't right. know. It wasn't as like. But was that what that scene was? <laughs> okay. But it never yeah, came back though. That's the thing. It's like it was no. Never... It was not. A, it was, no. It was not brought up again. And I'm not trying to put over Justice League because like I don't like that movie either. But like, um, whatever. 
Um, a big, so the movie, I think the theatrical um, focused more on Batman and Wonder Woman and their interactions. Uh, but this seemed to be more centered around Cyborg. Um, yeah, to a degree. Cyborg I mean, and Flash. More centered. They just well, gave him more. They gave him more story. Well, they gave story. him a story, I should say. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, which his characterization wasn't bad. Um, yeah, that's my biggest plus uh, for yeah. this movie. Uh, like advantage over Justice League is that Cyborg wasn't like a distracting plot device. Like he had some story, you know. I would right. argue that he's the only character with a story. Um, I because he agree. ends at a different point than where he starts, but that can't be said for really anyone else. A little a bit. Flash like, gets yes, close. Yes, they get together, but they're not like there's not an individual motivation i feel like for each one i don't know no self-preservation but cyborgs was the most interesting uh i enjoyed his scenes the most i i agree i think um that was the the best part of the movie was uh the cyborg stuff uh and also you got a lot more of uh silas stone his dad um he wasn't he was barely in the theatrical from what i remember Um, it's bizarre that they cut it out i don't understand that choice but I, i don't know um but yeah, so that was one of the big changes, and I think relatively positive. Um, yeah. And other, what's what's another big change? Um, the score. The score is a big change. So. Um, oh lord. So. <laughs> in the theatrical, Snyder hired Junkie XL to do the score, uh, and then when Whedon came on, he was like, "Nah, uh, we're gonna get rid of that. We're gonna get Danny Elfman." Um, and so Danny Elfman did his uh, score, and it was very, um, you know, traditional soaring superhero Meh. things. You know, just kind of boring, but, you know, yeah. whatever it is. Um, and then this one has uh, Junkie XL score uh, restored, and it's uh, much more, uh, you know, downtrodden. And It definitely fits the movie. <laughs> it does fit the movie. It definitely does, it definitely does fit mm-hmm. the movie. Um, uh, I give that it, plus, it's, I cause, guess. Because well, he also did the scores for Man of Steel and BAS. Right. Um, Wonder Woman. Wasn't that Hans Zimmer? Did he? Yeah, that was Hans Zimmer. Oh, I thought he did. Okay. Well, then I don't know. Um, but it definitely fit better. Yeah, it you're did. right. Wonder Woman? Hans Zimmer did it with uh, BBS and Man of Steel. You're right. Every time Wonder Woman came on screen. Oh, ah! bro. Bro. The, 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 the ancient lamentation. Yes. Like, music. Good lord! It's and then it was it was abused. Was the, it was abused more than the da na da na from Skyfall. Like bro, it's yeah, bad. Worse. very much uh, that. And then the the music when uh, Aquaman was in the water with uh, the okay, village so, women. So oh, uh, well, yeah, this where, the, where the Icelandic women are singing or whatever. Oh my! Um, did she smell the T-shirt? It's like what is this? And we had to also, hear a whole song, yeah, a whole Icelandic song. Um, in the back of her head. It was a musical. But my my biggest problem with the music is not even Junkie XL's stuff here. Because at least, I don't like it, but it fits. The score is fine. Um, right. But is the license to music. Like, the songs the music are used, so yeah. bad. Oh, yeah, they're awful. They're all, almost all of them are like acoustic versions of Leonard Cohen songs and just like 
you know, they're all sad, drony stuff. Like the song when Aquaman is going into the water, I have a note. Um, I think the, the lyrics are um, "There is a kingdom" oh, that's or whatever. Yeah. It's it is. It was too on the note. They may as well just played "I Just Can't Wait to Be King," Lion King. Right. <laughs> like, what? Who chose this? A teenager? Like, and the one when when Barry saves Iris, that was super. I know. Too. Well, let's talk about that scene. So let's talk about that there's, scene. There's a lot. Uh. Of, there's a lot of stuff um, that's new for Flash in this movie, which is weird because I I kind of thought we were still like. Hey, Ezra, Ezra Miller isn't cool, but well, there's a new Flash scene. I wouldn't say there's like a lot of stuff. Well, you get more stuff with him and his dad, don't you? They did that in the, in yeah, the did, Justice yeah. League one. I, I mean, you got you got the Iris West stuff, and then the stuff at the end where he. I don't remember him going through time in this movie. That was different, and uh, okay, so he got thought. a little bit more. But I wouldn't say he's like a new character. He got no, no not at all. Um, but he also got um, so a lot of his scenes were extended, which um, we're gonna talk about yeah. in a second. But well, everything I'll talk about was. that right now. Well, yeah, everything was longer. But um, I'll tell you, Lori's comment. Lori watched about um, two thirds of this movie with me, and then she tapped out. Um, but impressive. Yeah, I know that is impressive. <laughs> well, she was also texting the whole time. But oh, um, sure. But uh, the scene, the first time when Flash has to get a run up. You know, on the on the mother box to charge it up or something. It takes so long for him to run up and actually charge this stupid mother box. And Lori says, "I've never seen anything take so long for nothing to happen." It's like, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I completely agree. This is why is this scene this long? But let's oh. talk about the Iris the Iris West thing. one. Oh so, Lord, dude, it's not. It's you get, not you good, get, dude. You get Flash applying for a job uh, at a dog groomer. He's so comedically, uh, you know, underprepared. Which, okay, so I understand. Like, uh, you know, Whedon was trying to add the comedy and stuff to the movie, but like, I don't know. I felt like Flash's humor in this was so out of sync with the rest of the movie that it was really distracting. Like, and, it was like a whole other movie. Right. It was like the scenes from something else. Like, I don't get it. Like, from Justice League. Justice like, League. Sad boy, sad boy, sad boy. Hey, let me make a job interview joke. And, you know, it just didn't really fit to me at all. But, um, anyway, so, uh, Flash is interviewing for this thing, and there's a car crash outside with a woman that we don't know her. An at unnamed. All. An unnamed person. Um, you must have read comics and are following this movie's development to know that that's Iris West. Because no one would know that that's Iris West if you just watched the movie. Um, but but even get... the lead, the lead up to this crash, insane. Oh yeah, with the slow motion. Eighteen wheeler truck drops his burger. Right, driving down the <laughs> middle of the street too. Right, talk about and something then, that takes forever to happen. Right, oh, and then Iris West is just staring at. Barry Allen through the, through the glass while she's driving, just like, For cool, I'm not gonna look in front of me. <laughs> and so they get in the head-on collision, and she gets thrown from the car. Flash stops time and goes to save her, but he doesn't just save her. You know, he's like creeping, like, creeping, creeping, <laughs> creeping hard. Also, why did he take a random hot dog? Because well, I think that was supposed to be the joke, right? Like. Oh look, he's he loves her. She's just so beautiful. Oh no, it's just a hot dog. He's grabbing the hot dog, but like, uh, well, he uses the hot dog to 
feed right. the dogs late. That's like his cover. But you know, yeah, that scene was super bad and creepy. Um, I just her like perfectly calm face as she's literally dying. You know, she's like the right. most beautiful, serene. Well, that attitude. Too. Not that's her, not wearing a seatbelt in a convertible, and not, not looking. wearing a seat. Come belt. on, how are you too cool for the seatbelt? Right? How he needs to. Yeah, added, this scene added literally nothing to the zero to the movie. Um, that's the that's the common theme for many scenes. Most of the scenes that yeah. were cut is that they what, for what you know. Um, yeah, nothing was added by most. I want to talk about the Martha scene because it's, it's yeah. Ridiculous. We're gonna we're gonna get there. I know. Um, <laughs> also, yeah, that that was just terrible. And speaking of slow mo, though, um, fl- Flash slowing things down. The amount of slow motion in this movie is really out of power ranges. Now I get it for Flash; that's different. Um, yes. But for everything else, everything. literally everything, we had a slow mo Not... football scene. We had slow mo panning shots. Amy Adams walks in the rain for five minutes in slow mo <laughs> to show that she's sad, like. I'm. I really want someone. Like I think as time goes on, we'll get more information and more edits. But I want someone to change everything to one x speed and see how long this movie is. I think it would be at least three hours, but maybe like it'd be at least three hours for sure. There's nothing that isn't slow mo, unless there's dialogue, which there's very little of in this movie. Um, If it's just shots, like every scene starts with a slow motion tracking shot of. The whole Something. room, the, the, where the room is, the outside of the room, <laughs> what drink that person's drinking, what their shoes are. Oh, man. Um, it was just so bloated and extended, like the slow-mo. I, I want someone to take it out and show me this movie. Absolutely. Um, okay, so let's talk about that Martha scene. <sighs> Speaking of adding Dude, to the plot. So I, so we, so just to set this up, it was... Five boys in a room watching Snyder Cut, and nobody's and, excited, right? And we were, and we were all just yelling and screaming. And then somebody was like, "Hold on, wait, is that is that Martian Manhunter?" We was like, "Hold on, wait, in a he hallway. was Martha." <laughs> like, what is this? Why? This is one. This is one change that I would like to. I think this might be the only time this happened, but where the Joss Whedon one was better than the Snyder one. Um, they, they had terrible wigs on because it was reshoots in the Justice League one, but the Martha Lois scene was them talking about how they both lost, like Martha lost her husband and Lois lost hers, and they were like kind of bonding over that a little bit. And then in sure. this one, it was just very much like Martian Manhunter in disguise somehow wanting Lois to get back to her job and how he lost the farm and like this movie almost like forget that they were talking about a man like the Bechdel test like it it did not pass because it was a man pretending to be a woman (laughs) but like it It added nothing to the movie the the fact that it was Martian Manhunter the fact that we're talking about Lois getting back to writing and like we I saw her pregnancy test in this scene too, which I was like, yeah, okay. we saw it. Uh huh. Can we talk about the treatment of female characters and the what female, female characters in this movie? <laughs> the the added scene of Wonder Woman talking to that little girl. Oh my god! Oh, so saying, I have a note about that. I don't even remember. Oh, you mean in the so, in the fight scene? Sorry, we're going back in time. My so bad. so my my live tweet to myself was straight cis white dude writing female empowerment scenes going about as well as can be expected. 
<laughs> um, and so we're talking about the scene where Wonder Woman stops a assault, you know, on a bank or some or, or a museum, a, something, some sort of a building, whatever. There's kills a, a bunch of dudes. Yeah, and kills people. Um, oh, the Justice League. They kill people in this. Oh, she brutally murders all these men. Right. Why? She stopped everybody before she had to blow this half this building up. Right. It's like why? Uh, and so. Well, so, that was another change in Justice. In the in the Justice League movie, it yes. ends with her like doing the bracelets, and then it just fades to white. You don't see that she destroys the building. I think he was like, "Oh, why is she doing that?" And then he took it out. That's a good change. And it so, is a good change. <laughs> she kills brutally kills these you know, armed guards in front of, uh, or these armed people in front of this, these school children and wonder woman in a full face of makeup, by the way, um, bends down and sees this one girl kneeling who is also smiling. It doesn't appear to be upset in any way. And wonder woman says, Hey, are you okay? Or something to that effect. And the girl's first line of dialogue is, can I be like you when I grow up? And she says, of course you can princess follow me or whatever. I'm like, are you, kidding me this is the stupidest thing like the dialogue was so bad so heavy-handed so oh my god i don't want to hear anyone talking about the a force moment in endgame when this get out of here when they, right when they have yeah, this exactly also. like it's the same thing oh this um, is significantly worse than that but at least the a force one was heavy-handed but also cool you know like this right, one yeah, right this was heavy-handed not... and stupid um they also side note um, if you don't want to watch this movie, Leslie Jones did a whole. She live tweeted it last night, like until like three in the morning. But it was like video oh, live tweets, like she recorded herself the whole oh, movie, and it's very entertaining. It's the best way to watch it, I think. That's pretty good. Watch it with Leslie Jones. Um, so we only have a little bit more time to talk about this. So oh no, uh, that's, that's unfortunate. You know, I <laughs> do we. Can we do like overall thoughts or something? Yeah, let's do overall thoughts. Um, Dylan, you want to go ahead and go? Uh, sure. Um, where do I begin? Um, you don't have enough time. Yeah, right. Oh, we don't have four hours. <laughs> I'm sorry, um, that's my time. Cliff notes are it's very long. Did not need to be long. I think it. Okay, I will say I think it's better than Justice League. Um, more cohesive. At least I'd rather have like a cohesive vision that i don't really like than like a a jumbled mess together yeah quilt of a movie that we got before so i like this one better it's too long i think i would like almost not hate watching a two-hour version of this you know like if you cut out all the fluff like it would be passable i think um it would still be Zack snyder but like expecting something different is crazy you know so right i'd, I'd rather watch a two hours Zack snyder than a four hours what i'm saying um my problem is i always have this problem with every movie that's only story driven and not character driven is that there's no there's no um growth for anyone you know it didn't it just wasn't a thing very story driven if you're into that then this is for you um i felt like it was dark for the sake of being dark but it's like we're like broken record talking about Zack snyder um like I said, Lois walking in the rain for five minutes is not like dark. That's just showing That's scenery, just you know, wasting like, everybody's time. Also, he was in that scene in a, in a coffee oh, shop. Zack Snyder, yeah, of course he was. Fantastic. Well, you know, all great directors <laughs> hide themselves in their movies, right? Of course, he read, yeah. he read that in the book. Shyamalan, yeah, Hitchcock um, did it. 
the action's better here, um, but it, other than that, it's like overall like a joyless experience is what I wrote. Um, my pros are some some improved CGI. Um, the cast is overall good, especially standouts for me were Ben Affleck, Jeremy Irons, and Amy Adams. What little they were in the movie. Um, I right. thought, but I will say, I, I talk, I didn't write this down, but I talked to you guys about how Gal Gadot seemed like, like a terrible actress in this for some reason. But I normally... I don't know. Patty Jenkins, she works with Patty Jenkins so much better, in my opinion. Um, yeah. Agreed. She, like, writes for her. And I feel like Zack Snyder's writing something weird that she can't deliver. I don't blame her for that. I don't know who could, but it's just not good. Um, yeah. I sort of agree with you, Dylan, in that it was, you know, I'm glad that the Snyder heads got their movie. That they got, yeah. they got something that they like. However, I don't understand the existence of Snyder heads because what has he given you that is good? Like, well, he gives them action, at- atmosphere, cinematography, and like, I don't know, movies, to me, movies are meant to like add something to you as a person, you know, whether it's like education or a new perspective or just like pure okay. fun, you know, I didn't think this movie was any of those three things, but like whatever you're taking from the movie, that's like, I think that's personal to you, you know, and like, it doesn't really matter why you're consuming something as long as it that, makes that, you happy, you know. You know? That so is, like, that is true. You can you can um, enjoy bad things. I, I yeah, I do. I enjoy plenty of bad things. You know, I'm sure there's a million things to love about this movie for certain people, and a million things I hate about that aren't. So like, our hate of this movie isn't like the end all be all for cinema you know it's just i mean it is not, not our cup of tea <laughs> i mean i would tell it has you, a 78 on rotten tomatoes 75 74 i think on rotten tomatoes which is really uh, high some some people like it it's just just not my cup of tea yeah it's my overall thought uh bad movie bad well how do you, how do you guys compare it to justice league so like like you said it's better than the theatrical in that it is more cohesive. You know, it's a more um, structured movie, I guess. It makes sense. It flows fine. Um, but I hate it more because of the, <laughs> the, the sheer audacity of this movie to, to exist in the way that it does. Like it has, sure, it is better, you know, in that it is a consistent movie. But, the strikes you can't count. You can't just ignore them. Like the aspect ratio, uh, runtime, bad effects, um, no character development for anybody but Cyborg. Uh, you know, barely, barely ridiculous music. Um, but this is all Zack Snyder's brand. I think we've hit right. like a wall where like we don't like his brand. People love his brand. We're not gonna like any of his movies. They're gonna love all his movies. Like that's just the way it is, you know. I think I'll. I think I'm gonna enjoy Army of the Dead. Actually, I don't think so. We'll see. I liked Army of the Dead. I think we're still gonna get that. Yeah, we'll see. I loved Army of the Dead. That's actually one of my most favorite horror remakes. I think he killed it on that. But I don't think he was full Snyder at that point. No. This is untethered Snyder that you're gonna get. That's true. That's full philosopher. So, so, so my final thought. Uh, it's. It's not better than Justice League, but it's also not worse. I think if this movie was 
trimmed to a decent runtime, I think it would be fine. But making it four hours long and not adding anything to anything. It's not adding anything to anything. It just makes nothing it, under that un, it, it makes it unbearable. Right. If I would have watched this by myself, oh man, at home, I I I would have kept falling asleep and just like no, I'm just not watching the movie at that point. I've had I've had a few people tell me that they watched it in parts. I'm like, well, then you didn't really like it. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, like, there's. I think if you couldn't yeah, watch this I in mean, one sitting, then that's you didn't enjoy it as a movie. Yeah, the time yeah, I mean, does just, add yeah, stuff, uh, though. It adds but, but to what backstory. Point? It adds backstory and uh, a better understanding of why of things happen. Motivations and it's like reading a textbook, uh, like a history book. You know, like it's like this happened and then this happened and this is why this happened and this is why this happened. Like it adds that and it makes more sense versus Justice League. I think I don't think it makes it better. No, uh, it doesn't make it more enjoyable because it's not. It has no emotion or heart, but it. It uh, makes it more d- digestible, but also less digestible because it's four hours. <laughs> yeah, see, you, I, it's better and all, worse. So, fourth of like, it's this and then it's this. So just like, well, it's bad because of both. <laughs> I think if you rewatch Justice League, you'd see, you'd remember that they're like, and here's the mother box, and here's Cyborg who can talk to them, and like so many things that just happened that were unexplained. They're like, well, let's just go with it. You know, this movie at least explained them. Didn't need to be this long. Didn't need to do this much explaining. I think there's a happy medium between throwing in stupid humor. You could, if you cut out the humor scenes from Justice League and added in some of the uh, explanation scenes from Snyder Cut, like I think maybe there's a there's a passable movie in here. I think. I I, no, I agree no. with you. I think you could. I can't. Make this I can't agree. To a po- a watchable film. I I have the opinion that this is unwatchable. Agreed. I, it's I only unwatchable because it's long, right? Exactly. Sure. Um, but let's 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 give it let's give it a score. Oh wait, Can hold I... on. Okay, go ahead. Hyde wanted me to say something. Oh, um, he gave it a seven out of ten. Mm. Um, <laughs> he said he can only stand Snyderism in two-hour things, so it's too long. Um, and the idea of ending it with a cliffhanger with the knowledge we weren't getting a sequel bugs him. Um, yeah, basically that. Which I agree that with. From the, the, first the, epilogue, the epilogue was ridiculous. The epilogue is garbage, yeah. Yeah, Nightmare, we no didn't point. even talk about that. The epilogue was stupid. Um, added nothing it was to the deleted the scenes from a DVD. It was, right. what about basically. this Nightmare? It's Superman's evil now? What? We didn't, okay. Right, he's evil? And, but also, and Joker didn't even say we live in a society. He didn't. But also, so they aged up everybody else but Batman? Well, it's hard to tell. He's got the cowl on. Mera wasn't aged up. But she's well, sure, let's assume Atlanteans don't age, but like the Flash was aged up. Deathstroke was I don't aged know. up. You don't assume the Joker was it. aged up? Who knows? It was basically injustice, but like for a scene. Sure. Right. Um, I think I wouldn't about that. that yeah, I wouldn't about it. He talked about in uh, just the other day, how he wanted the sequel to like be about this nightmare stuff, you know, and how Lois is pregnant now, and Barbara Gordon would take over for a while, and in the meantime, for like Clark and Lois have a baby that has no powers, and then that baby becomes Batman. 
So I'm sorry. Superman's child becomes Batman. Okay. Um, yeah, it makes it sense. It was a whole thing. It was just, I feel like he's throwing things out there so that people will like rally to have them made. Well, I mean, Wonder, dangerous. I mean, Warner Brothers has said that that's just not going to happen. Um, I hope that this was only made because of the circumstances of which he had to leave. You know? Same. I'm hoping that this won't, same consideration wouldn't be made to someone who just made a bad movie and. Well, didn't their um, head of whatever say that there would be no air cut when she was just asked? Yeah, they just said nah. Yeah. So it looks like that's what's happening, and I'm happy about that. I hope, I'm glad this isn't opening the door for more of this. So Hyde gave it a 7 0, which is a half a point improvement over his previous score. Um, where do you all sit? Before we move on to Falcon and Winter Soldier, um, Dylan, you gave give it. theatrical a four or five. I give this one a drum roll five 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 minor improvement five, minor five. improvement minor improvement. Ron, you gave theatrical a five zero. See, and now I want to change that score, but I can't. I can't. Five, it's locked in. It's a three zero for me. Oh. It got it worse. Should be low. It should be lower. I enjoyed the time with my boys. I'm, the movie's garbage. I'm going to give this a 4-0. Ooh, Same Michael. as theatrical. It's too high. Because it is, ju- it is bad, as is the theatrical, but for entirely different re- reasons. You're telling me yeah. they wasted $70 million? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You're right. You're yes. right. I'm and twenty five million the first time they redid it. I, they could have just released this the first time. Uh, well, yeah. Well, we, but Dylan, we all know that there was a completed cut of this. They could have just released it. <sighs> but anyway. all the energy they spent, whatever. I'm over it. We we don't have to so, talk about. I'm so glad we did this. Me too. But <laughs> yeah, no, I'm glad we. No, there's going to be something else. There's going to be something else. At least else the air cut. No. I don't want to do I'm it. Okay now, with that, now, though. I'm sure it won't be four hours long. If they release Justice is Gray in theaters, I want to go see it. I'll say it right now. I want to do I'm it not myself. Doing it. I can't. You know, the Birds of Prey director complains about them chopping her movie up, Kathy Yan, and no one's asking for the Birds, the Yan cut. I feel like that's sexism. I just well, want yeah, to yeah, of course it is. Because she's not a philosopher, white dude. Yeah, you know, philosopher. That's Zack Snyder, man. Like it's just like, <laughs> hey, you know, this is a big Moby Dick allegory, um, or whatever it is this time around but anyway i'm sure we will at some point in the near future be talking about the snyder cut again as some more of course stuff happens because people are trying to hashtag restore the snyder verse or whatever but justice is gray justice is gray anyway um let's move on to falcon and winter soldier hey Um, came out the following day on disney plus episode one of uh the six issue six six episodes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so I I said this in the chat, so I'm repeating myself, but I played myself by anticipating quote unquote standard Marvel. Standard Marvel is awesome. It yeah, is. did you just it definitely have is. like forget what standard Marvel was or like what do you think? Yeah, I think what, I think I was like, Oh, it's just standard Marvel. I'm not that excited for it. I mean I'm were excited you, you... In, in that I was gonna watch it and of course I was gonna watch it because it's also the podcast. I have to watch it. But right. I wasn't like counting down the days or you know anything like that like oh it's just standard marvel but every time i've thought that like with ant-man you know or anything else like that it's just i keep forgetting oh yeah marvel just by default is awesome 
Yeah. Yeah, I think it's interesting, too, um, especially since we got these out of order. Um, yes. WandaVision definitely broke some hype levels uh, with, yeah. with storytelling and stuff. And then Which you, is a little you like, well, cool. This is going to be closer to Winter Soldier in terms of themes and uh, mood. Right. It was still awesome. Yes, it was. <laughs> like, it's, wanna... it's, Winter, it's as good as Winter Soldier, you know? So it's still good. Yes. Dylan, would so, you like to uh, guide us through this? Yeah. And I, I'll echo what y'all said. My hype level, I was excited, but I wasn't. Uh, two weeks ago, I was excited for the finale of WandaVision. You know, I didn't have time to, like, get hyped hype for this, I feel like. You know, mm-hmm. so I was I was looking forward to it, but I wasn't like, sweet, I'm looking inside. I mean, I don't know. But right. I can, no, I get you. Um, do you, Okay, so uh, we open. I'll go through, like, quick little things that happened. There was a cool um, action scene with Falcon um, versus the Uber LAF. Dope. I don't know who they are, but they were, like, rescuing an asset or some generic mission. Um, but we meet, he has this really cool aerial battle, which I thought, like, definitely looked movie quality. That was Batrock, you know? right? Batrock the Leaper, played by yeah. GSP. Yeah, I thought that um, was cool, bringing him back. Reprising his role from Winter Soldier, yeah. I think he's going to be mm-hmm. more in this show, but it could be wrong. Um, but what did you guys think of the accent? I thought I thought it looked really good. I thought it was the best there. Falcon, the best Falcon action we've gotten for sure. Most definitely. I, um, the the one cool part from his fight was when he um, took the dude and then put his jets through the through the back and hit him across the box. I thought that was pretty like neat yeah. fighting choreography. Yeah, it definitely looked great. Um, uh, we also meet in the scene Joaquin Torres, which I, who I didn't know was going to be in this show. But um, he's he takes over for Falcon in the comics in like mm-hmm. the all new, all different era when Falcon becomes Captain America. Joaquin becomes or Torres becomes Falcon. So but I thought that was pretty cool. That was a good surprise. Um, there was a cool Batrock versus Falcon, you know, standard yeah. action. But um, good, yeah. And then um, Sam and uh, Torres kind of like reconvene and set the scene for the show i think they're talking about the flag smashers which is what mm-hmm. torres has been working on it's a group of uh quote radicals who b- believe in open borders and that things were better during the blip which i think is interesting that's like a like kind of a layered nuanced group because it's not inherently bad but it's not like we haven't seen what they do that's terrible yet i don't know it's right. like what do you what do you guys think about the flag smashers um, I, I thought that was an interesting addition. I didn't, I didn't expect that. Um, I thought they, I, I like it. We're getting like a foil, I think, between is what they're setting up between like the very nationalist, um, like radical end of, you know, like U.S. nationalism with U.S. US right. uh, agent and then the flag smashers, which are, um, you know, open borders everyone can just coexist kind of thing. And I think they're both going to be too radical and Bucky and Sam are going to have to like do some soul searching and like figure out like a happy medium for that. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm wrong, but I think that's what they're setting up. And yes. I mean, that's more interesting than most Marvel villains already. So. Right. Um, right. No, no, for sure. Um, something that I wasn't expecting out of this, you know? Yeah. Um, and then Sam heads to Washington DC and he, we have the scene where he gives a speech and he donates Captain America's shield to like a museum 
Um, Smithsonian. Yeah, and he meets with Brody, which so I'm sure some people were surprised to see. We knew he was going to be. Yeah, that was super cool. Yeah, um, and he Sam explains that he's like why why he's giving up the shield, which basically he's I think he's just complacent about it, and he's like, oh well, the world was fine for 70 years. Well, Cap was on ice, so I don't need to do like, it. Why do I need to do it? Yeah, I think right. he's like, it's not necessary, you know. But like, he didn't plan for someone else to do it. But we'll get to that. Um, right. Then we get a flashback in somewhere in Europe, like Russia. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, with a Winter Soldier era, like back when he was brainwashed. Oh, that was so um, cool, dude. Yes. Yeah, it's a cool little action scene again. He uh, they brought that back that uh, that song that he had. The as song, a yeah, yeah. Dude, the this, the Winter Soldier theme. Um, but he's assassinating some people and then there's a witness who, you know, is basically just a bystander who sees it, but he, then he like kills him too. Um, and then we're back, we're in present day with Bucky at therapy and his psychologist is like, we're basically laying out like his ground rules for the show, like what, what he's trying not to do and he can't do anything illegal. Um, nobody can get hurt. And which I think was interesting how they said like, he was like, oh, why isn't that first if it's so important? It's just like yeah, highlighting. That, was, yeah. It's highlighting that they're like they don't. They just don't want him to break the law. Like you know, like it's right. not as important as doing things legally, which is interesting. Um, and that like he has to announce that he's no longer Winter Soldier. He's Bucky Barnes. Which, I don't know. Whatever. It's very, I mean, I guess uh, that's a mental AA. thing, right? If anything, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. So I think we're getting a lot of like PTSD stuff with mm-hmm. with Bucky, which yeah. like he hasn't really. I like I know people love him, but I don't think he's really been a character. No. He's been like a lot of really, no. plot device for, for Steve throughout yeah. all these movies. So But this is definitely I mean, he, he had slight growth through these movies. I mean, you know, from He stopped being brainwashed. He stopped being brainwashed, basically. Uh but now it's you know, everything post that, so Mm-hmm. Um It was very service level, kinda like Kind of like Captain Marvel a little bit, how she was brainwashed most of her movie, and then she wasn't. And then the later times we saw her in Avengers, she was just kind of there, you know? Yeah. But for yeah. some reason, people hate her, and they love Bucky. I wonder why. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, so we learned that he's, like, crossing names off this list, which I think are, um, like, Zemo's on it. So I think it's, like, also, it's, like, people he needs to make amends to, but also maybe, like, adversaries. I'm not sure. Um yeah, we like don't have full details do. on the list yet. Yeah, I thought they were all adversaries, but I, I could be wrong. Well, no, I think his friend is on the list, right? The uh, the one he goes to, whatever. Um, okay, so, uh, well, sure. Yeah, then he goes to he goes to lunch with this old dude, which I kind of assumed maybe he like fought in the war with him or something. That's I what know. I thought too. Same, I thought or he a had friend, fought in the someone war he knew him. a long time ago. Um, but it kind of talk about it. Yeah, um, but then it turns out he's the father of the witness, you know, the innocent bystander that Winter Soldier killed back in the day. So I guess he's just torturing himself by hanging out with this dude. I don't really get what the end game is other than just to I think it's to I think he's trying to, you know, pay penance without having to admit what he did. Yeah. He just wants to Mm hmm. He's gonna have to tell him at some point. Oh of course. It looked like he was gonna tell him well, I guess we'll get to it. Yeah, I think it's gonna happen. This was only episode one, after all. Um, also, I want to preface like this was, I was thinking about this when I was like reviewing the show in my head that like I think we've learned. I think we should have learned from Wandavision to not 
take the first episode and apply it to the whole series. Like this is how it's going to be, you know? Yeah. Like I've, I've seen a lot of people doing that online. Like, Oh, it's kind of slow. You know, oh, no, I, definitely. I like, speed up. did you not learn anything from, from the WandaVision. beginning of WandaVision? Like how, like, I don't know. We just be a little bit more patient. You know, it's only six episodes and enough happened. I thought, so, yep. I mean, People it wasn't the bombastic ending. But, like, it is a stretched-out Marvel movie. Right. But, so, like, imagine watching the first 20 minutes of Winter Soldier. Like, you'd be like, huh, that was right. That was interesting, but I don't know. Let's see where it goes. Like, I think that's, that's what our mindset should be. Anyway. Um, uh, then we go to Louisiana. Sam is with his sister. I can't remember her name. Um, uh, yeah. she ha- They have a boat, a family boat, which is how, you know, they make their money. Or she does. Um, she said but it's like kind of run down and stuff doesn't work anymore. And she's talking about how she needs to sell it. He wants to fix it up. Um, he's like, no, we can get a loan. We'll fix it up. Um, which was, this was kind of unexpected, like money problems in the Marvel universe. That's never, yeah, you know, never not something we've seen. Everyone's well off and like Tony pays for everyone, you know? Right. But like, come on, Pepper. Like, are you not paying any of the adventures? Ron says maybe she resents them for Tony dying, but like, I don't know. Girl, girl, come on. That's that's the only thing I can come up with. He shouldn't have to ask. He right. definitely should. But hey. Um regardless, he he they're they're strapped for cash, let's say that. Right. Um, um then we go back to Switzerland. Um Torres, the guy we met in the beginning of the show, he's infiltrating the flag smashers, which like use an app or something to right. some like, sort of run augmented reality thing. Or some Yeah, kinda like thing. like Pokemon Go. Right. Um, to to decide where to meet, so he, he's trying to infiltrate them, which they're very easy to infiltrate. Very just, easy. They throw it out so, some masks, and you put one on, and you're a flag smasher. Yeah. So that part was kind of interesting. I thought he was. I I thought this was where they were showing us that he was part of the group, like a, like, like an actual bad guy, like like he's helping he, Falcon, but also a flag smasher. He's, he, I thought they were showing him that he was a bad person, but it's not the case. Not the case. Um, yeah. It turns out they're robbing a bank for who knows who knows why. Um, and he, like, they kind of it kind of turns violent, and uh, he is Torres is overpowered by like what looks like an enhanced somehow enhanced member of Flag Smashers. They seem yeah. way too strong and fast and formidable. You know, like maybe it's right. a super soldier thing serum type situation or something Could be. um we'll have to see they didn't lay it all out in the first episode um they, he called him after this right no yeah later on he calls he uh he calls sam okay um but uh then we get a, a scene of sam and his sister at the bank trying to get a loan for their boat dog um they're rejected it was weird because sam was like playing up the celebrity thing like oh i'm gonna get this loan you know right um, like, oh, falcon dog but he was just rejected, which I think was interesting because, like, it's like an interesting commentary. Like, we never see the su- the superheroes outside of like being superheroes. No, so we far. never see right. them with real world level problems. Right. Yeah, and then it, it's just showed like, which I think what this is what would happen in real life. They like don't give a crap about you if you're not like in your costume, doing cool stuff. You know. Oh like, yeah, I mean, he was just like, like, hey, let me get a picture. Like, yeah. Right. By the way, it's you like, oh, we, like oh, we love you, Falcon, but we don't like. Love you, like not not like that. Like you're cool. But also, it's cool that there there's not ramifications, but there's certain things for the blip 
like he's been gone for five years, so he doesn't have any payment or work ethic or whatever. Yeah. So they, it's, t- it's they talked about how there's new rules for loans because since every half the people came back, they had to make it way more strict. Right. Um, I thought that was really interesting because it was kind of it kind of parallels. Like I know this wasn't on purpose because it was made written before the pandemic, but it is like a little bit similar to what's going on now. Like everyone's losing their jobs, not working for a whole year. Right. I'm sure sure trying to get loans and, you know, unsuccessfully doing so. So I don't know, just his sister talking about her struggle, how she raised her family, like, you know, alone with nothing during this, like these terrible five years. I don't know. It was like an interesting parallel to, to COVID. I thought, yeah, no, I completely agree. I, um, that was a unexpected byproduct, but I think it worked out in their favor uh, for hitting home and making it feel more relatable to where we are right now. Relatable content. For real. Um, uh, so they don't get the loan, um, and Sam basically puts his foot down. And he's like, the boat is half mine. We're not selling it. And that's where we end with that. Um but then Sam's back at the boat and Joaquin calls him, tells him about the Flag Smashers. He's all beat up. I thought it was interesting that he sent him a selfie before they called. <laughs> I don't know. That was just weird to me. Yeah. Um, um, and then Sam's sister comes in and interrupts and she's like, turn on the TV. And it turns out that... The- he looks at the video though, right? Yeah, there's a quick little video. of the- He just tells him he, so what he, happened. So he noticed something interesting. And I, I thought he, in my mind when he looked at it and he was like, Oh no, like that's whatever it seemed. I thought he, he mentioned something about them being enhanced soldier. Yeah. Yeah. I think maybe he thinks it's a super soldier thing. Serum. Oh, okay. I don't know why I just assumed he thought it was Bucky for some reason, which wouldn't make sense, but. Oh, interesting. Maybe. Um, he definitely thought it was weird. He noticed something was up when he saw how powerful he was, you know? Most definitely. Um, yeah, he turns on the TV and it turns out that the government has uh, the same guy who he shook hands with at the beginning of the episode and gave the shield to um, has named a new Captain America. Um, some white dude. Yeah. Yep. Just some some dude. And that's and where we a end. shield and a gun, boy. So, so American. Yeah, I thought that was a pretty big, uh, big bombshell to end on. Yeah, we knew it was happening, but yeah, it was like, I I, I think not everybody knew that was going to happen. You know what I mean? Like, not true. Yeah, but it was like I don't know. Like they did a really good job of setting it up to be like the biggest slap in the face possible when we saw it. Yeah, you know, definitely. Like just the way that it was donated, and the guy like assured him that like, oh, it'll just be here in the museum. Like, you made the right choice. Just waiting, yeah. Like, <laughs> damn. Like, I hope. Okay. <laughs> I could see why. I mean, he he better be mad, you know. Um, oh yeah, most definitely. I also thought it was interesting they talked about Steve being on the moon. Like Torres was, Sam knows where Steve it. is, but no one else right. does. So he's just kind of disappeared. But like, come on, like show up again. You're. I'm not saying you owe it to everyone because, like, you did so much already, but, like, you could probably shut this down pretty quickly, Steve. Right. Make a phone call soon. I mean, we're definitely going to see him. I don't think we're going to well, see him. I don't him. think we're going to see him. In really? Don't, don't we're not doing that again. Yourself. We're not don't, doing I believe that again. It. I believe it, boys. He's doing no. moon stuff. I believe it. We're going to see him. It's, it's too soon to bring bit. Chris Evans back. Brief. Agreed. 
No, I think uh, I think he's not coming back for a while. He he will absolutely show up again. But I don't think any. It would be cool if he known. did. He coming up in this show. I think the Flags Masters are powerful because they're they've been empowered by Mephisto. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the Flag Smashers are actually uh, the X Men. Oh, word, mutants. Word, they're yeah, mutants. Word. They're mutants. Yeah, they're mutants. Yeah, yeah confirmed. Yeah. Mutants confirmed. Uh, you heard um, it. You heard it here first. Yeah, Not this first episode was solid. I dug it. I dug the it first episode was very good. I want to say like, I think I talked to Ron about this a little bit, but like my hope for this show is I think they've. Like, I know it's Disney and we can't, like, go all out with the commentary, you know? But, like, I hope they talk about race relations, like, on, like, more blatantly. I think yes. they touched on it. Was I just definitely. reading into it? Or no, did no, you they... guys? No, they definitely like, touched on it for sure. With the loan and then. Oh, the with... loan was definitely a race issue. Yeah, and then naming the new Captain America. It just seems like they didn't. It seems like they didn't want a black Captain America. But they maybe did, I'm yes. wrong. Because he was no, right there. He's a perfect candidate, other than. You know, they maybe he didn't personify what they thought America was. I don't know. Um, so I hope they like uh, like hit us over the head with that because they need to for people to understand. You know, they do. I hope it's not just like you weren't what we were looking for. You know, like I hope we call them out on their racism. That's what I want to happen. I, I, yeah, I hope it's not something we have to you know just read into it. And I hope they actually address it as racism. And normally I'm okay with like the subtlety, you know, but I think specifically like they have such a big audience more than most movies about racism have, you know, like mm-hmm. it's a big opportunity to number one, make people mad, make racists mad, but also like maybe teach a lesson to people who have like inherent bias, you know, like aren't like blatantly yep. racist, but you know what I mean? Like no, a lot of people... Definitely. I'm, a lot of people, like comic fans, I'm not saying they're racist, but like we're against <laughs> Sam becoming Captain America. You know what I'm saying? In the comics, right. yeah. It was all new, all different. And then, yeah. I'm not saying they're racist, but like maybe they have some inherent bias. I mean, you know, that. Call it you see it, dog. <laughs> I know they just want Steve, and that's, that's a whole different situation. But like everyone has some growth to do, is what I'm saying. Yeah. But I can say I'm very much looking forward to the rest of I, There's only five episodes. And for some reason, I thought we had uh, a quick turnaround time between Loki. But Loki is until June, I think. You got pushed back, yeah. Okay, so. I'm fine with that. Yeah, me too. I don't need one I'm week not. off and then Loki. I mean, back to back. No, we got Black stop. Widow in May. Back to back. Back to back. I guess. No, it's fine. No, it, it's it's probably for the best because like I can't handle this excitement. It's too much. It's too much. <laughs> what but, what what are your hopes for this show? Like what what's something you hope happens? Um, like content wise, I don't I don't have any sort of speculation about what's going to happen. Um, but Michael doesn't I, speculate. I don't. I prefer not to. Um, what I do hope is that. I mean, but it's going to be, all my hopes are going to come true. Like, I hope this is awesome. And it is. It's going to be great. Um, I hope that we get a definitive, like, a similar story beat to WandaVision, how she was Scarlet Witch at the end. I hope we get, like, Sam right. becoming Captain America in this show. And I not agree just with that. like, oh, we'll save that for the movie, you know? Like, I hope it happens. Oh, sure, sure, sure. 
That's my I, biggest hope. I think. I think. Here's all right. You want you want some spec? I'll give you some spec. All right. Ooh. So, Falcon said Moon a bunch of times. What if is. it's Moon Knight? What if it's actually Moon Knight showing up? At the end? <laughs> You've seen the video. There. You've seen the video of Oscar Fan. Isaac uh, training fantastic, doing the, the Moon Knight training. So, what That's if? Fantastic. Is there a video out for real? I need to watch that. Of him, I mean, it's just a little video of him like rolling around and punching stuff. It's fine. I, I, I think it's dope. Yeah. So you know how much of a Moon Knight fan I am. I know mm-hmm. you're a big as Moon Knight as you. fan. Yeah. As you. Pretty big. But anyway, <laughs> um, what about you, Ron? What do you hope for? Um, I mean, they're supposed to be setting up some more Young Avengers stuff, uh, and then they they might be hinting at Super Super Serum. Uh, so it'd be cool if we see some of that stuff, some Patriot stuff. I don't know how they would play it off. Isaiah Bradley, isn't that his name? Yeah, Isaiah Bradley. Um, that'd be cool. Um, a Cap's going to show up. He's going to oh. retake the serum. He's okay. Gonna retake it. it. Yeah, he's going to get another shot. And then he'll be, uh, he'll be uh, 25. He'll be, he'll be a, buff, a buff old man. <laughs> yes, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But he'll he do the Benjamin Button. He'll he'll grow uh, younger as as the time goes on. Reverse Benjamin Reverse. Button. No one listened to Ron. No, that's not gonna happen. Demo's the villain. Falcon and Bucky are the heroes. Saren Carter's gonna show up. Fal- Sam's gonna now, be Captain. He's not, that's the Steve show. Isn't Don't gonna save anybody. Else. He's just gonna pop up real quick. Real quick. He's not. No, there's no cameo. He's gonna be Brody behind the tree and be like. That's an old, uh, that's an old think, little joke back in the day. I think Mephisto uh, <laughs> uh, is going to show up and to pull a teehee. Uh, sure, yeah, whatever. All right. Anyway, uh, that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, make sure you all watch uh, Falcon Winter Soldier. Uh, you know, get caught up with us. I really can't wait. Anyway, uh, thank you all so much for downloading us. Bye, y'all. This is Dylan. We'll see you next time. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. I thought about what to do there. No more sign-offs. No.